0: Before we get started, a quick disclosure, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing you hear is an offer or a solicitation to buy or sell any investment. And with that, hello and welcome to the Range of Capital Podcast. This is a 15-minute long podcast, and the clock starts now. I'm Andrew Walker, Portfolio Manager at Range of Capital. With me as always is my co-host and the founder of Range of Capital, Chris Demuth. It is Friday, February 19th. Today we're going to start by talking about some of the parts investing, and in particular, we'll use Yahoo as an example. And then we're going to go into some updated election thoughts as we inch closer to Super Tuesday. Uh, so, Chris, why don't you kick us off? When I talk some of the parts investing, what do you think of?
1: Well, I think of the relationship between uh, the, primarily what we look at is parent companies and the... Their parts, including subsidiaries, sometimes publicly traded subsidiaries. Uh, And uh, sometimes some of these are individually uh, very easy to value, Mm -hmm. especially if they are on an exchange. You can just look up what the price is. The two examples that I think I've looked at most kind of famously uh, shortly after the turn of the century was the 3COM Palm, uh, where uh, 3COM and Palm had, had a publicly traded subsidiary worth more the parent company yep. uh, and more recently than that in the financial crisis was my favorite equity investment of that year uh, liberty media and their holding of Directv.
0: yep so just to very much simplify it what will happen is very rarely but sometimes you will find a publicly traded company that is trading for ten dollars mm-hmm. and you can look at them and they own a uh, stock that is worth twenty dollars per share. I did find and, such a thing. And a public another tra- publicly traded company. So what can happen is you can go buy company A for ten dollars, mm-hmm. short their exposure to company B for twenty dollars, and create everything else that company own A owns for free, in addition to creating ten dollars worth of comp- twenty minus ten, ten dollars worth of company uh, A shares for free. So with Liberty, what you, happened?
1: You got stars for free. I yeah, thought they, uh, we, you know, it was it was Probably negative ten dollars a share. I yeah. thought it was worth three or four, maybe five uh, stars. You got Wild Blue, which I thought was worth zero, that they sold for hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, yep. And there's other stuff involved in there, but most most prominently stars.
0: And if I'm remembering correctly, Liberty, the big value there was a publicly traded stake in Directv mm-hmm. that was worth, call it five billion, and Liberty traded for four billion. And what you're saying is. You got Direct TV for a discount of a billion, and Stars everything else for free. And, and
1: we thought it was a takeout hand; we didn't short out the Direct TV. We, we thought we were just getting it at this huge yep. market. Yep. and that, and, and we also had a winning asset allocator who was going to rationalize and monetize exactly.
0: this over time. And so that's the simplest example, and that's what we're actually going to be talking about in a second with Yahoo. But there are other examples. It could be a company that's trading that owns a ton of real estate, which isn't publicly traded, but you can go and look at the real estate compared to comps and say. Oh, I'm getting all of that real estate for a discount and getting the, all the company's assets for free. Oh, this company owns two businesses and one of them's worth this. I'm getting the other for free. So there are other examples. But the easiest is the buy one, short another publicly traded yeah. stock example.
1: Especially when the constituency for these is very different. You yep. know, somebody might be in the market for artichoke or ice cream, but nobody wants to buy artichoke on top of ice cream, you know, the, the, and so that if they are very different kinds of investors, that splitting these over time can unlock that value.
0: A, a great example. So, why do these situations... I would call it a great
1: example. <laughs> artichoke and ice cream
0: would be a, an unusual example, but sure. oh a, a, I just meant a, a great uh, point. So, why do these situations exist? Well, first, they're very relatively rare because markets are generally efficient. If, especially on the publicly traded stock one, something like Liberty Direct TV. If it exists, it's extremely easy for a computer or an arbitrager or an activist to go buy the cheap stock, short the expensive stock, and they'll make money eventually. And if they don't make money eventually, they'll force management team to do something eventually. Uh, and we'll talk about that with Yahoo. Uh, but you generally see them more when kind of markets are stressed and there's a reason ARBs – markets are stressed. You see them more in sell-offs. ARBs can't do it.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, every time where there's been a dramatic case of this, and I think we're entering into a mild period of this now, it is hedge fund deleveraging, it is redemptions, it is the investors pulling away from the market. It's not somebody saying the market is efficient and I believe the parent stub has a negative value. I mean, these are limited liabilities. If you don't like it, you can throw it away. It doesn't have a negative value. Nobody's... Saying that it does, they're just saying I don't have money to invest in that. Yep, the, and there, are, I'll
0: quickly go through three other reasons that, uh, that that all will apply to Yahoo a little bit. But sometimes you own something worth a hundred, but your tax basis is so low that when you dispose of it, there's going to be a tax liability, and the market's adjusting for that tax liability. Sometimes you own something worth a hundred, but the market is saying you're worth eighty because they're saying the management team is horrible and they're going to burn twenty dollars worth of value. And then you mentioned ThreeCom, Palm. Sometimes it's just there. It's just such a small sliver of their value that the uh, the short side is unable to be executed. So the market has to be efficient due to technical reasons. Go and ahead. then
1: to add to that, when you have insiders with huge stakes who refuse to lend their shares for moral or whatever reason it was which was the case in 3com they refused to lend out the shares
0: and one one day we're going to talk about this martin shkreli with uh kill bio was a famous short squeeze where he bought up a bunch of shares refused to lend them out to short sellers and drove the share price up four thousand percent. but that's a completely different issue we will talk about that i think we're actually talking about that next week so we'll talk about that next week but anyway let's turn to yahoo uh yahoo's been in the news they're doing strategic alternatives and yahoo's Yahoo today trades for roughly thirty dollars per share, mm-hmm. and they have three big assets. Uh, one of the assets is they own a stake in Yahoo Japan, mm-hmm. which is a separately public, which is a separate publicly traded company. That stake's worth about five dollars. They have Ali, a stake in Alibaba, the biggest Chinese retailer, and that stake is worth about twenty five dollars per share. And they have about five and a half billion of net cash on their balance sheet, which is worth five dollars per share. Chris, that adds up to $35 versus a $30 share price. And what's the one thing I didn't say in there?
1: The stop, the U.S. domestic exactly. stop that what we know as, uh, as, as, as Yahoo.
0: So Yahoo itself is trading for $5 value per share on the stock market. And there are uh, – do you think that's right? Like, to begin with, could that possibly be right?
1: No. I think that no matter how much uh, capital they incinerate, uh, it will be at much 100%. Uh, And I should say, unlike the case with uh, DirecTV, which I affirmatively liked, I have no thesis at best on Alibaba or Yahoo Japan. I would fully, meticulously short these out if somebody wanted to capture this. Exactly.
0: So you short out... $5 Five dollars per share worth of Yahoo of Yahoo Japan, twenty five dollars per share of Alibaba, and then you're creating the stub and the net cash for free. Yes, uh, but there are some issues with uh, the ownership of the assets. So Yahoo, they invested in Alibaba. It's been uh, the coup of the century, their investment, but it's super low tax basis. So the market is assigning some issues with uh, some issues to Yahoo tax efficiently disposing of Alibaba. Do you want to – I think you've got some thoughts on that with the IRS ruling earlier. Do you want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah,
1: I'll just – the shortest version is it's possible, yep. but it's very sensitive in terms of the order of operations and how they do this to avoid a massive tax bill because – they bought it heroically. It's been spectacular. They have a low-cost basis, mm-hmm. but they need to do it uh, correctly. And and I would just say the the, pi- the the picture in terms of management is going to require some pressure. I mean, the story that you tell Marissa Meyer is you need to reduce the size of the company that you run by 90%, and then you need to fire yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a hard case to make to somebody who's in a cheerful way.
0: Management teams are like everyone else. They like to collect a paycheck mm-hmm. and saying, hey, get rid of your assets, fire yourself, and sell the company is a tough sell. Mm-hmm. The other is- issue and this relates to that uh the market is somewhat assigning a chance that management's going to destroy value Mm -hmm. by giving this negative value and there's a lot of basis for that uh marissa meyer has proven herself a pretty poor capital allocator and runner of yahoo's business i'm not saying she wasn't dealt a poor hand but she bought tumblr for 1.1 billion in 2013 and uh she kind of famously said at the end of the acquisition press release i promise i'm not going to screw this up well, they just wrote off $230 million worth of that $1.1 $1. $1 acquisition price. So they kind of did screw it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've burnt money streaming an NFL game from London. They tried to get a kind of Netflix-like original TV programming business going. And basically everything she's done has burnt away a ton of money. So Yahoo, the core business, still generates a lot of cash. But the market is assigning a big discount. Maybe rightly, maybe wrongly. But you can uh, create the stub uh, effectively. But... I would, right. I would
1: just say the key people at this point are Jeff Smith and Tim Armstrong. That's exactly and Those are the going. people who I have a huge amount of respect for, a big history with. And in both cases, they will do the right thing. And if between those two fellows, uh, they come up with a good plan, we have great tax advisors on this. I mean, I, I, I'm not a tax lawyer, but I play one on TV. We also have actual tax lawyers who've looked at this. There is a good way to do this. Uh, Jeff and Tim will find out the right way to do this, and they're going to take over.
0: So Jeff Smith at uh, Starboard is where where we're going with this. Is the company has been under ton of pr- tons of pressure to realize this value because when you trade that deeply discounted, you get pressured. Uh, Jeff Smith at Starboard has taken a position and is pushing them to do something. This morning Yahoo announced that they are looking at strategic alternatives yeah. and when you hear strategic alternatives what do you hear
1: AOL the head of AOL has been given yep. carte Blanche from his uh pair Verizon, company, Verizon overlords to, yep. to handle this and he if you just said forget about whether or not you make money or lose money or what the investment is if you just say yep. who's the right person to handle the situation it's Tim
0: So Verizon bought AOL there would likely be synergies between AOL they they actually own a lot of kind of local business mm-hmm. business uh, web properties there'd be synergies between aol and yahoo verizon's very actively expressed interest in buying yahoo's core business so it seems like at this point the end game is verizon buys yahoo yahoo's core business some form of tax efficient realization of the alibaba yahoo japan uh stakes and then the company liquidates or ceases to exist well yahoo will exist in aol but it'll cease to exist at some point Mm -hmm. like that yeah yep Uh, I think, just full disclosure, we've got a position in it, so Mm -hmm. disclose that. And that's great. Ready to turn to politics? Sure. Great. Before we go there, just a quick request. If you like this podcast, uh, please be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. If you already follow us, please rate us. It means a lot to us, and I read every one of them. And Chris, did you know, my my new favorite one is, one person said they love this podcast, but they just wish when you were about to go on a tangent, I would let you go on the tangent. Which... uh, I think that's a pretty apt, that's a pretty apt description of what happens here, and it describes our relationship pretty well.
1: I'm just glad you cut me off. I feel less guilty than when I talk about mutual conversions for three hours at a drinks party, and then I realize, oh, God, I just cornered that poor person.
0: Sometimes I'll cut Chris off, and then I'll be like, oh, man, like I'm glad you cut me off, but I feel bad that dinner party I was at last night. No one cut me off, and five hours later. Anyway, Chris, uh, politics. We have uh, Super News Tuesdays coming up in a couple weeks, and just wanted to get a little updated thoughts on politics and our – I believe the first thought is you're a Donald Trump supporter now. Is that right?
1: <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I would say that Howard Marks, who's somebody I have a great deal of uh, respect and admiration for yep. uh, and affection for. Founder um, of uh, Tree. Founder of Tree, Just, yep. uh, was, said uh Said they're scaring the hell out of people right now. And he was really pointing to this. Not that you can be uh, causative about why there is uh, equity volatility. But equity volatility is up by over 25% this year. And he said that political uncertainty is on the Absolutely. list of things that are causing it. Uh, you have somebody – I mean it's not an insult to say Bernie Sanders is a socialist. He describes himself as a socialist. Yep. So you have people who are validly against the free market system who might become the next president. And this uh, it gives people a certain amount of consternation.
0: And, and, and not just to uh, hit on Bernie Sanders. I yep. think – Donald Trump and Ted Cruz are equally scary to markets. When you have people who say, "I'm going to stop immigration," like that's a terrible thing. It, uh, immigration in certain, in a lot of forms, is great for the country. Like Google hiring Indian engineers over here is fantastic. And someone just saying, "No, that's not going to happen." horrible for the markets.
1: There's a lot of issues in public policy where reasonable people acting reasonably come to very different conclusions mm-hmm. and have legitimate debates. But I would say free trade and immigration, especially skilled and educated immigration, is as yep. close as you get to uh, solved in, yeah. in, a, in a social science. Uh, and uh, and you have people on the other side on those issues, and it has caught the attention of markets.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, we've got... As you said, we've got some candidates who are scaring the market. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got Super Tuesday comes up in about a week and a half. How do you think the path plays out from here?
1: Sure. Um, I think that it clarifies from here. I I will try uh, to be resolute at giving my uh, empirical... Uh, answer and not clouding it with my hopes here, mm-hmm. but I think that things clarify. Uh, Hillary Clinton uh, is going to have a big year, one year, one year or the other. But she will be <laughs> she will be heading towards the nomination or indictment. Yep. Uh, political uh, uh, prediction markets say it's about seventy percent uh, uh, nomination, thirty percent indictment. But she's going to get one or the other. I just
0: want to clarify. So there are political betting markets where yep. you can bet on just about anything happening, and on these markets. You can bet, and the current going odds is Hillary 70% to win the Democratic nomination. And then separately, the odds are 30% she's indicted for uh, the, the email scandal. So it's literally a one-to-one like bet one way or the other. It's,
1: each is the corollary, and I think that that's about right. Uh, if she stays out of the pokey, uh, that she will uh, she will be the next nominee. She's If you watch her on the stuff, she's, several times she's actually been wearing blaze orange from head to, head to toe, kind of just trying it out, kind of easing into her potential future life. But I think that that's going to be comforting to the markets to have her as the nominee yep, yep. on one side. On the other side... Side uh, the the markets uh, the betting markets currently think that Donald Trump is very likely to be the nominee at about forty eight percent chance of getting nominated about twenty two percent chance of winning the general election I find both of those odds very, very high, Uh, it really presupposes that the rest of the field will not call quickly. Yes. I would agree that if they fail to call quickly, he will be the nominee. I agree with the next view that he would lose to Hillary Clinton. Uh, But I think that what instead is likely to happen, there might be out there. Uh, In fact, I'd say there clearly are some Donald Trump fanatics. There aren't any Jeb Bush fanatics. If you're for Jeb Bush, you are tactically for Jeb Bush. You are moderately for Jeb Bush. Uh, You give money and you would like something for it, and you're not there for him to lose. Uh, His Super PAC is already pulling out of Super Tuesday. They've pulled millions of dollars out of ads. It's very reasonable to assume in the couple weeks ahead he'll pull out of the race. His support will probably mostly go to Marco Rubio, and the field will consolidate of the people who are not for Trump.
0: So I think the, the sum is Donald Trump versus 10 moderate Republicans. Donald Trump wins because 10 moderate Republicans split 60% of the votes, 6% yep. each. Donald Trump versus one moderate Republican. Donald Trump loses because all 60% goes to the moderate Republican. I think That's, that's a the way to pretty map. easy way to say it. Great. So uh, I hope that's how it plays out, but for investing in the future of america but we will see it'll be an interesting couple 10 days anything else chris i have nothing to add great well uh we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast again please be sure to subscribe and rate us itunes stitcher soundcloud thanks again for listening and have a great weekend